0: Hello, I'm Derek Walker. I'm the pastor of the Oxford Bible Church. Today I want to do an end time special on events that I believe uh, we're on the cusp of right now. Some major things that need to happen before the end of the church age. And I believe that recent events uh, have set the stage for this to happen. And I'm going to focus primarily on a prophecy in Ezekiel chapter thirty-eight. Now, I've already written a book about this called *The Imminent Invasion of Israel*, and um, and I have a DVD teaching on this also. And but recent events and uh, taking place around Israel, around the UK Brexit, around the new American administration, and the corresponding with some very interesting timing of all these things happening together, is. I has opened my eyes to some new insights that show that, that uh, this major event is going to happen soon. and this prophecy in Ezekiel 38 talks about a tremendous invasion uh, of, Ru- of Russia and all the other countries named are Islamic nations, and it 's an, it's an invasion upon Israel and specifically on the mountains of Israel, and, and that 's a very specific region of Israel that is the center of the controversy as the mo- at the moment. It's called the Occupied Territories. And this invasion actually instigates a divine intervention of such magnitude that the nations are in awe at this uh, divine intervention. And actually, it is the catalyst for a worldwide revival. And I, this could well be the worldwide ri- Worldwide revival that many are looking for at, at the close of the church age. Because James chapter 5, and he talks about, you know, be patient. The coming of the Lord is near, but be patient. Because the Lord, the farmer, as it were, is, is waiting for the early and the latter rains. Because he wants the precious fruit of the earth. And what God wants from the church age is, is a tremendous soul harvest. But it needs the early and the latter rain. And we are in the days of that latter rain, I believe, and that there's a harvest that God wants from the nation. And once the fullness of the Gentiles has come in, then that will be it for the church age. And God's going to move his program forward. But it's that big harvest that we must be ready to be part of. And this, the politics and the The spiritual aspects are all connected, and when this major event happens around israel it 's going to release a tremendous revival at the same time and This is getting very close I've, and um, I want to share the the new insights that i 've had on this and so let me just talk about the special timing that we're at right now, because as I share this message, it's 2017. Now, what's interesting about that is that it's the 100th anniversary of 1917. As I'm going to share, I believe that we actually entered the end times in 1914, because that was World War One. That was something totally different. When Jesus was asked to give the signs of the end time, he actually gave the first sign, as nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom and this was an expression that was different from the wars and rumors of war that he said previously that was not the signs of the end but the signs of the end was nation against nation and kingdom against kingdom and that is a Hebrew term for total world war and, and that happened in 1914 I believe that that is the initial date and the world war led to many other things First of all, it led to 1917, which is when Jerusalem was recaptured from the, from the Ottoman Empire and by, by the British. And in that, the month before, the British had written the Balfour Declaration, whereby the British promised to facilitate, and we were more of the superpower of that time, we promised to facilitate the return of that land to Israel. And so a major end-time event, of course, is the re-establishment of Israel as a nation. The Old Testament prophets all predicted that although God would scatter Israel as a discipline upon her, she'd be scattered to the nations, yet God would also regather her back to her land. And that's a very big theme of prophecy and all the prophets showed this regathering was be in two stages. The first stage was a partial regathering, not all Jews would come back to the land, and it would be a regathering in unbelief. This was the fig tree, actually, that Jesus talked about, putting on its leaves, not bearing fruit. Israel would not be in faith concerning her Messiah yet, but she would be regathered back to the land in preparation for the second stage, which the second and complete regathering takes place at the return of Jesus Christ, and that's by that time now Israel will be bearing fruit, all Israel will be saved, Jesus will return, and and establish Israel as the chief nation in the earth for the kingdom of God for the millennium. So there there, there will be an initial regathering in unbelief, and then a final regathering by the Messiah in, uh, when Israel will be in faith and spiritually revived. And so this is a major theme of prophecy. So when in 1917 the Balfour Declaration said that the political power of that time would support the re-establishment of Israel, and then a month later that same power was given control of Jerusalem during the World War I, the prophecy scholars of the time rightly saw Prophecy is coming to pass, and we are in the end times. And then when World War I ended, as it were, on the Armistice Day on the, the, the 11 o'clock of the 11th day of the 11th month, <laughs> then that was seen as a sign that it's now 11 o'clock. We're now into the last hour of the church age. And... The movements like the prophetic witness movement rose up at that time to declare the soon coming of the Lord, and they were right. We, we were clearly into the end times, and that, so that's 1970, it's exactly 100 years ago. Then, exactly 50 years later, in 1967, was a major fulfillment of prophecy because Jesus said that Jerusalem would be trampled down by the Gentiles until the chimes of the Gentiles are fulfilled. And so the times of Gentile dominion over Israel, over Jerusalem, ended in 1967, and and now Israel, and Jerusalem in particular, was now under Jewish control. That signified the end of the times of the Gentiles, a major event in Bible prophecy. And uh, that was exactly 50 years ago. So whether now, 1917, 19 67, perhaps now we're on another 50 years, 2017, perhaps a major event concerning Jerusalem, which is the hottest property as it were in the, in the world, maybe something major is going to happen this year, I don't know. But what I'm going to describe to you certainly will happen soon. So let's go to Ezekiel 38 and and this time, next time, we'll, we'll, we'll see what's going to happen. And so that we can be ready for it. It says in Ezekiel 38, Now the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, set your face against Gog. Gog is, a, is the ruler of this invading army of the land of Magog. And um, here, Magog, uh, we identify with, with the southern Russia area. And it says, the prince of Rosh, Misha, Mishesh and Tubal. Rosh, I believe, is the right translation and indicates Russia. Mishesh, Tubal. And prophesy him against him and say, thus says the Lord God, behold, I'm against you, O Gog, the prince of Rosh, Mishesh and Tubal. I will turn you around, put hooks in your jaws and lead you out with all your army. Now, basically, God is saying, this is the moment that God has chosen to bring judgment on certain nations and um, in my book that I wrote I do the research that identifies the different nations that are involved And one of them the leading one is Russia but it's not just one nation it's an international coalition of nations now it's even that is interesting because you know in past wars you don't you didn't have coalition of nations you only have coalition of nations in modern times you know it's a product of the United Nations so America did this, to have credibility that it's not just America getting its own way. It puts together a coalition of nations and under UN authority, ideally, and a coalition of nations then invades Iraq, for instance. And so Russia is going to put together a coalition of nations to attack Israel. And we'll see the reason why. that is, and that gives the Russia, it doesn't, Russia doesn't need these other nations, but this will give Russia credibility uh, and and more of a legal basis in doing that. And so th- it talks about these, na- these invading, as I said, I wrote a book where I show what these nations are. Uh, we're not going to go into the detail of that, but God has chosen this time To bring certain nations into judgment. And how does God judge the nations? It's interesting, he does it against the anvil of Israel. And God's foreign policy has always been from Genesis 12.3 that if you bless Israel, you'll be blessed. If you curse Israel, you'll be cursed. That's God's foreign policy. So if a nation comes against Israel, that brings them under judgment. And you can see that principle work out in history. And so one of the best things you can do to pray for your nation is pray that your nation will bless Israel. And uh, that's why America was in a very dangerous place under the previous administration in in allowing this UN Resolution 2334. We're going to show that, in fact, that UN resolution gives the legal basis for this invasion. That's why the stage is being set for that. Um, And... By, by not protecting Israel, by promising to protect Israel but not, America was in a very dangerous place. But the new administration, may it seems, will be very pro-Israel, and that will actually extend grace to, more grace to America than she would have had. And it's very important that the other nations realign and, 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 and support Israel, otherwise they will, will put themselves in danger. But God is going to choose to judge certain nations um, against the anvil of Israel. So he's going to bring them into this attack. And at the time of God's choosing, he's going to bring those nations against Israel. He says he'll put a hook in their jaws. So there will be something that will cause them to to, uh, to attack Israel. And it says with all your army, with all your weapons, your forces, which represent your um, tanks and everything else, all splendidly clothed, a great company with bucklers and shields, all handling swords, so a very well-equipped army, um, powerful army, a large army is going to invade. Persia, Ethiopia is probably better translated Sudan there. Libya, um, Persia is Iran with them. All of them with shield and helmet, Goma and all its troops, the house of Togarmah, from the far north and all its troops. Many people are with you. And here it confirms that the leading nation is Russia because it says from the far north. And this is repeated a few times because far north of Israel is Russia. And the nation's name, the primary ones named are actually Iran, Turkey, Sudan and Libya basically North Africa. And all of those are Islamic nations who, given the opportunity, would surely join a coalition with, with the aim of invading Israel. And so this is going to happen. It hasn't been fulfilled yet. This is yet to happen. He says, prepare yourself and be ready, you and all your companies that are gathered around you, and be a guard for them. So in other words, Russia is the God. Russia is the leading force and it's the one that brings all these forces into unity. After many days you'll be visited. In the latter years you'll come into a land of those brought back from the sword and gathered from many people on the mountains of Israel which has long been desolate. They were brought out of the nations and now all of them dwell safely or securely. Now here it says that he is going to bring this invading army into the, a land. And it's clearly a land of Israel, but specifically it says the mountains of Israel. Now this is something that I, I hadn't realized before. But it describes that th- this was a land of people that have were scattered to the nations, but now God has brought them back. So this invasion happens between the two it happens in the end times after Israel's been scattered to the nations and it's been regathered to the nations but before Israel is revived spiritually and so it's in the time we're living right now this is going to happen they have been gathered back from the nations onto Israel and specifically the mountains of Israel and and it says that they dwell securely there We'll talk about that in a minute, and it says, you will ascend, coming like a storm, covering the land like a cloud, you and all your troops and many peoples with you. So there's this massive invasion, but the thing that um, I realized is that it's not an attack on Israel as such, it's attack on the mountains of Israel, and it's, that's a very specific part of Israel, and it's actually the mountains of Israel is the spine. What you have in the geography of Israel is, is if, you, if you think of a map on the right-hand side, is the Jordan Valley. And then rising up above the Jordan Valley is a spine of mountains. You know, you've got Hebron and Jerusalem. It's high ground all the way up to the north. And those are the mountains of Israel. And then those mountains go down as you go towards the Mediterranean Sea into foothills, which is called a Shepela, and then the coastal plain uh, where Tel Aviv is, and then on the Mediterranean coast. The mountains of Israel then is the central part of Israel. And interesting, it's where God promised the land to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob was when Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, it's always on the mountains of Israel. And it's the, the core of Israel, really, because many times they they were just living on the mountains. That was the safest place for them. You know, the Philistines would live on the coastal strip. Um, and so it's the core area. It's where Jerusalem is, on the mountains. Now, what does that correspond to nowadays? It's what's known as the West Bank, because it's the West Bank of the Jordan, as far as Jordan's concerned. So Jordan defined it as being the, on the West Bank. Or... The Occupied Territory, because wrongly, actually, but I won't go into the legal aspects of this. It's called the Occupied Territories because they say that Israel occupy that land right now, even though it doesn't belong to them. Actually, it does belong to them as far as God's concerned. God gave it to them by covenant to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. They were standing, as I said, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob were standing on the mountains of Israel in Shechem and, and, and Hebron and all the places in where he covenanted the land to them. He said, this land I give to you. They were on the mountains of Israel. And, and yet this is the very land that is the disputed land now. When they talk about settlements, and this has been made the issue Uh, always against Israel is that they are building settlements on the occupied territory. It's not their territory. The UN decided at this vote. It's like all the nations gathered against Israel, and even America didn't. And to our shame, Great Britain also voted, again saying, that does not belong to you, Israel. It's Palestinian land. And actually, that is defiance of the word of God. And I'm so grateful that the Israeli ambassador held up the Bible and said, this book tells us, this land belongs to us by covenant from God. And even if you go back to um, the, the conferences, that land was actually allocated to Israel back there in the, in the early 20th century. And that was never rescinded. And the 1948 uh, plan of the UN, although Israel accepted it, the Arab nations never accepted it, so it never actually came into law, those 1948 borders that they want to return to. That, that was never enacted in law. And so the law, really, is what was promised to Israel back there, starting in 1917 and then the San Marino Conference in 1923 about. And so, really, it does belong to Israel. Well, it certainly does not belong to Israel. And it belongs to Israel from God, and that's the important thing. And yet the nations say no. And so this is the hotly contested land, and you'll see in the news now, Something has happened now that there's a new American presidency. I believe is what's going to happen is because they will feel protected by America, b- because now America has changed and America is going to not condemn the settlements, it's going to allow Israel to build the settlements, Israel for a time will dwell securely. They will feel secure in building the settlements. The whole invasion is not of Israel. It's of the mountains of Israel. And, and next time I'm going to go back to the setting in Ezekiel 35, 36, 37. And again and again the emphasis is on the mountains of Israel. This is the contested territory in the end times. It's the occupied, what's called the occupied territories, although I don't like to call it that. But this is where the hot issue is actually. It's also called Judea and Samaria. It's actually the heart of the biblical land of Israel. But that, that is um, why the invasion takes place there. So in other words, we can see how the Bible lines up with current events. Because the international community, through this recent UN resolution, has decreed that the mountains of Israel, the occupied territory, does not belong to Israel. And she has no right to build there. And all settlements on there are illegal. And in doing that, the international community has set itself against God. And if Israel does build there, then, and I think that's what will happen, there will be more and more building on there because they dwell securely under America's protection. And that's going to cause antagonism. It's going to cause upset, especially in the Islamic world. And if if Israel actually goes one step further, sorry, America goes one step further and moves its embassy to Jerusalem, that will also up the ante as well. And at some point in this situation, Israel's dwelling securely, but something will cause Russia, together with the Islamic nations, to actually implement or act on this UN security resolution. And they will say, look, it's international law. Israel is defying international law. They are building on the mountains of Israel. They don't have the right to do that. We have the right to take action. And so Russia, and it will, she'll see it to her advantage. It will help her, because it might help her in her economic crisis. It will give her control of the Middle East. It will give her control of the oil uh, in a bigger way. and. She, Russia will become a hero to the Islamic nations. She'll become the controller of the Middle East. And so she will put together a coalition of nations, of Islamic nations, who also want Israel dealt with. And Russia will say, right, Israel won't accept a two-state solution, which is unbiblical, Uh, and because all the land belongs to Israel because God's given it to Israel. They won't accept the two-state solution, so we're going to impose the two-state solution. We're going to enforce this UN resolution. And so they attack the mountains of Israel. Why don't they attack the whole of Israel? Because that's not the issue. They will, it will be a targeted attack on the mountains of Israel, you see, because that is where the settlements are. And the idea is to drive all the Jews off the mountains of Israel and create a Palestinian state. And that will be something that all, practically all the nations of the world will, will support. They won't argue with that because they, that's what they want to do. It will be enforced on Israel. But God will actually see that as a great provocation, uh, uh, the, the, as the last straw. And God will use that as the basis for doing a dramatic judgment. And will look into the, exactly what happens. He will judge those invading armies and destroy them on the mountains of Israel. The, the Jews will not be killed because as soon as this invading army comes upon the mountains of Israel, all uh, the Jews living there will naturally flee back into Israel proper and be safe there. And it will look like Israel will have lost that that land. There's nothing they can do to resist this invading army. And it looks like, you know, that then this Palestinian state, under the control of Russia, will then be established. And um, there are a few nations, the Tarshish nations, that I'm going to talk about next time, that will object. Um, But they don't have time to do anything Uh, even if they were were going to do something because God himself says, that's okay, step aside, this one's mine. (laughs) And God steps in and God will judge the nations. And it's all going to happen very quickly and very dramatically. It's going to change the world scene tremendously. It will be a judgment on Islam and it will be a judgment on Russia. And it's going to lead to a worldwide revival that we need to be ready for because this will be our greatest opportunity to preach the gospel because... God will roll up his sleeves and he will act in such a way that no one can have any doubt that the God of Israel, the God of the Bible, is very much alive. And when this prophecy is fulfilled in detail, there can be no real questioning as to the word of God. And, and this will be a great opportunity. The nations will be in awe and there will be a window of opportunity when people are awed by this divine intervention, a great opportunity actually for them to come to God. So um, this is a very important end time event that takes one and a half chapters in Ezekiel. It's, it's such a major event and it's going to happen soon. It's going to happen before the rapture, I'm, I'm sure about that. So there's much more I want to share with you We're going to have to deal with that next time. But we do need to realize we are entering in some very critical times and we need to have our eyes open to what is happening. We need to be ready to play our part in these events. Jesus said, if you continue in my word, then you're my disciples indeed and you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. And our vision is to spread the in-depth teaching of the word of God to the ends of the earth, but we need your help. If you can partner with us or or pray for us, contribute to us, it will make all the difference to make this possible. And on our website, oxfordbiblechurch.co.uk, you, you can find the, a way you can help us financially, and we would be so grateful. Ezekiel 38 talks about an invasion of Israel that's going to happen soon now. The stage is set, as we've been talking about. and. Uh, you need to know the word of God on this. And I've got a book, The Imminent Invasion of Israel, and a DVD that you can use to be equipped for this. And this is an important thing. It's about to happen. But also we need to know the word of God on prophecy. And this is a substantial book that I've written called The Panorama of Prophecy. So over 600 pages. If you really want to have a, a textbook that will really help you in the area of prophecy, I have to recommend this book this will really help answer so many of your questions The Panorama of Prophecy Thank you for watching You can watch more of our teachings on our Oxford Bible Church Roku channel and Derek Walker YouTube channel You're most welcome to join us at our church services which are every Sunday at 11am and 6pm